Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I help women unstuck themselves. And today is a bonus episode that is piggybacking on the previous one about having healthy, vibrant, beautiful skin. Today, we're going to have a short little bonus episode on healthy, vibrant, beautiful hair. Are you ready? Let's get started. Your hair is the crown you never take off. That very reason is what led me to open a beauty salon back in 2015 because in the greater Seattle area, we had a lack of a beauty bar, a place where women can go and just get some zhuzh. And besides getting cut and color to their hair, having it styled, having it look really beautiful, finished and done. And I realized So many of us just are in the ponytail club, the messy bun club. We don't know what to do with it. We get exasperated. It looks dry, dull, and we just give up and we throw it up in a pony and call it good. But is that really putting your best foot forward? No. And it is your crown. Women all over the world love gorgeous hair. Am I wrong? Look at Pantene TV commercials, right? And Pantene is not the best shampoo for anyone's hair. But you look at that luscious, shiny hair and you think, oh, look at that. It's beautiful. By the way, half the things you see on TV are not their natural hair. It's hair extensions, but we'll save that for another time. Your natural hair, how do you care for it? How do you make it shine? How do you make it thicker? All of these things are questions that... You know, they plague a lot of women in beauty salons, and I've heard just about every complaint you can think of when it comes to gorgeous, lush, thick, healthy hair. You have different hair types based on your genetics, based on your environmental conditions, based on how you treat it. What can we control? Well, you can't control the genetics. So if you inherited thin hair from, you know, your genetics then you're going to have to work with that. And there are products you can use for that. But if you have any type of dry, damaged, over-processed hair, there are things you can do that are going to help it look more healthy. So that's what I want to talk about today. And the very first thing I want to talk about is, this is going to surprise you, women don't know how to shampoo their hair. And I didn't know this. I want to put out a disclaimer. I am not a licensed cosmetologist or a licensed hairstylist. I am a licensed chiropractor with a health background who owned a beauty salon for seven years, and I just sold it on March 1st, 2022. So I fully pivoted and went into the beauty industry for seven years, head first, full immersion, learned everything. And the first, one of the first things I learned in the very first month is hairstylists complain that the everyday woman does not know how to shampoo her hair. And you think, what? I, I, I do that. I've been doing it since I was, I don't know, eight years old. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Two shampoos, one condition. So you always want to use conditioner. But let me talk about first how. The first shampoo, you always do two. The first one is to get all the grime and the dirt and the particles out of your hair it probably won't be sudsy. You use about the size of a raspberry amount of shampoo in your hands, rub them together, get in there, go around the hairline, get in the scalp, get in there and loosen it all up. 
scrub it really well. But before you even get to that point, wet it. So you don't put shampoo on dry hair. You wet your hair first. You thoroughly rinse everything out before you even get that dollop of shampoo on your scalp. Rinse it, let it go, then add that shampoo, massage the scalp. Get all the particles and the dirt and the oil and the grease. Loosen it up. Let that shampoo do its job. Rinse. That first rinse doesn't have to be as thorough as the second rinse. This is where women are getting it wrong. They're not shampooing twice and they're not rinsing thoroughly. Second shampoo, same amount. Dollop of shampoo in your hand, rub it together. This time you're going to get a better lather. It should get soapy, bubbly. It should it should feel like you know, I'm in a bubble bath for my head. (laughs) That's because the first shampoo was just doing all the hard work. The second shampoo is getting rid of everything that you loosened on the first one. It's giving your hair that clean smell that whatever shampoo you're using, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And you want to still get in there, get that scalp clean, go behind the ears, go under the base of the neck, do the hairline, then rinse If you think you've rinsed it long enough, you probably haven't. That is where hairstylists are saying women don't know how to wash their hair. You're not rinsing it out enough. Also, what temperature water are you in? Are you washing your hair in that scorching hot shower you take? No bueno. You want lukewarm to cool water in your hair. I know that sounds uncomfortable if you're in the shower, but actually a cold shower is really good for your health. That's another topic for another time. Taking a cold plunge is amazing for your body, but for your hair, if it's color treated, stay away from hot water. You're, you're lessening the length, the, li- the life of the color that you just paid for. So you don't want to use super hot water. You also don't want to because it damages the hair. Okay, so that's two shampoos. First, you're going to water down the hair, get it really wet, really rinsed. Raspberry size amount of shampoo, two times. The first one you really scrub, you're not going to get a lot of bubbles and lather, rinse it out. Second time, same scrub, you're going to you should see more bubbles and lather. If you're not, you might need to shampoo it three times. That's okay, but you have to rinse it a long time. Get that shampoo out of there. And then you want to add your conditioner. Your conditioner does not have to go all the way from roots to ends. Unless you're like a curly girl, damaged hair girl that really feels like your roots need conditioner, conditioner can go mid shaft to ends or like lower just the ends of the hair. You can rinse that out thoroughly. If you have dry hair, you can leave it in a little bit. One of the tricks in our beauty salon was to rinse the conditioner, but if they had super dry damaged hair... Sometimes we would rinse it, but not rinse it to the point that it's squeaky clean. We'd leave the conditioner in almost like a leave-in. Okay, let's talk about hair type and how frequently you want to wash your hair. I am a -a once-a-weeker, and a lot of people are. You would be surprised how many hairstylists don't wash their hair more than once every six or seven days. It's a thing. And you're probably one of those people that you might be one of those people listening going, What? I could never get away with that. I used to not know that I could get away with that. I used to be an every other dayer. Every other day I'd wash my hair. Well, you know what that does is it dries your hair. If you oily, thin hair, you might need to wash it every day or every other day. But most people, I would say almost all people can get away with not washing their hair every day. It's in your mindset that you have to. 
you think you have to. (laughs) Now, if you're getting disgusting, dirty, muddy at work, if you're in hot yoga every day and your hair is just soaked with sweat, I mean, you can get away with leaving sweat in your hair for 24 hours before washing it. But in that case, you may want to wash your hair more frequently. But the more frequently you are washing your hair, the more damage you're potentially causing. And you're not giving the natural oils from the scalp a chance to go down and lubricate the strands of your hair because that's what happens. That's why hair gets greasy. It's not just dirt. What happens, and that's why you don't want to add conditioner to the root, to the scalp, because the glands at the follicle, the glands in the scalp produce a natural oil. That oil takes time to run down the length of the hair. The longer your hair, the more difficult it is for that oil to get to the ends. That is often why long hair looks more dry. Shorter hair looks a little bit more healthy because the natural oils have a chance to get down to the ends and make it nice and shiny, make it full and make it beautiful. Now, sometimes long hair is also dry because it's not cut often enough. And so we'll get to that in a minute. Now let's talk product. Should you be using drugstore brand shampoo or salon shampoo? And what about those shampoos that you can find in TJ Maxx or some of those other stores? Oh boy, this is a hot topic. Hairstylists will tell you 110% do not buy shampoo from TJ Maxx. Be careful buying it on Amazon. Buy it directly from the manufacturer. And this is why. If you're getting salon grade shampoo, which is a professional shampoo to match the professional color that you just paid $300 for, you don't want an $8.99 bottle of shampoo from a local drugstore washing the $350 balayage you just put in your hair. You want a salon-grade shampoo. Now, what's happening is some of your salon-grade shampoos are showing up on the shelves. Now, I'm not talking about Ulta or Sephora. I'm talking about TJ Maxx and discount retailers. They're discounted sometimes because they're a knockoff. And you may say, nope, it looks exactly the same. But there are times, I can tell you, I have a brand in my salon where that brand showed up in TJ Maxx and I was like, what? This has, there's something in the salon world where it's protected, where they tell the salon owners, this shampoo will never show up in another store. It's exclusive to salons. Okay, great. That's the shampoo I want to carry. Because Honestly, salons want to make a little extra money in retail, right? So you want to have brands that people don't want to go out and buy cheaper somewhere else. Well, if it's showing up in TJ Maxx, like this one particular brand that we carried was called Amica. I love Amica. Wonderful product. It was showing up in a knockoff discount store. Looking on the label, first glance looks amazing, looks perfect. The scent Kind of similar, not as strong, not as punchy as its signature fragrance. And the signature fragrance, by the way, is what sells a lot of product. You buy because you like how it smells, right? And I noticed immediately that it didn't smell, but then I also noticed this. The font on some of the label was different than the font on the label that I carried. If you look at the letter A... For example, the lowercase letter A might be different on a knockoff label versus the label directly from the manufacturer. That also, by the way, is how they're doing um, fake email addresses. 
you may get like that spammy email and the the email is exact. I don't know. Let's say chase.com for Chase Bank. And it looks like it's a legit email address. Well, if you look at the letter A, they change the font discreetly to make it, you still see chase.com. Your eye sees the word, but it's not looking at the font. The same exact thing is happening with beauty products. So knockoff beauty products, you need to be careful where you buy them. So if you buy them from a salon, that salon, I can pretty much guarantee you is getting it from a salon, salon beauty service provider, or directly from the manufacturer. If you buy your hair products at the local drugstore, you know, they're not the worst thing in the world, but the cheapest ones are not the best. You may as well use bar soap in your hair. You really want to pay attention to the ingredients that are in your shampoos to make sure that your hair is getting nurtured with antioxidants and protectants against, you know, all the pollutions that are out there and then heat protection. You can also have that built into your conditioners. There's all different things that you want to look for, but your hair gets damaged by overwashing. It also doesn't look shiny when you don't rinse it enough. So it can look dull if you're not shampooing and rinsing properly, and it can get damaged if you're washing it too much. Now, how did I let my hair go a week without washing it? Well, there's a method to that madness. First of all, I owned a beauty bar, so I would have my hair really scrubbed by one of the stylists. My scalp was scrubbed. It was really nice and squeaky clean. And then I would wear my blowout. They would blow it out and style it. By day three you know, because I exercise, I would notice, okay, I need a little bit of dry shampoo. Now, dry shampoo is wonderful to carry you in between washings, but it's not to replace shampooing with water. What it is, is kind of like a powder that absorbs all the dirt and debris and oil. It helps you make your hair smell a little bit better because, you know, when it gets dirty, it starts to really not smell so great. And we notice that right away. The best dry shampoos do not look white after you leave them in your hair. They're a spray can. If you've never used it, it's usually like an aerosol spray. It shoots out and would kind of remind you of baby powder. But a good one doesn't sit on your hair and stay white, even if you have black or brunette hair. And a lot of us are using it wrong. I was even using it wrong as a beauty salon owner until I learned from one of the stylists that I hired that the best way to do it is to spray it on six to eight inches away from your hair at your hairline where your part is, behind your ears, you know, the nape of your neck, all of that, and let it sit. Let it sit for like three to five minutes. Go around, you know, do your makeup, brush your teeth, do all that kind of stuff. Then go in with your fingers and massage it in, rub it in into the scalp. So let it sit, absorb all the dirt and oil, then go back and rub it in. And it will be more effective that way. When you rub it in, if it's a good dry shampoo, it will dissolve and you won't see it so it won't show up on your color. Okay, let's talk about shine. Yes, there are shine products. And depending on your hair, if you have thin hair, limp hair, or thick textured hair, that dictates the product you want to use. My hair, what I want to put on for shine, may not work for my daughter who has a little bit of a thinner hair strand. It's, it, it's softer. It's not as coarse and textured as mine. But there are different products you can add. If shampoo and conditioner is not getting it, you can add some outside products to help add shine. And you want to start with a light mist. 
If that doesn't work, you can go to oils. But also one thing I want you to notice, and one thing you may not realize, is if you're a blonde, your hair is never ever going to look as shiny as someone with brunette hair or darker. I'm a blonde. I get it. And I I always love like, wow, her hair looks so healthy. And it's not just the thickness, it's the shine. I'm a natural blonde. I was born toehead, white blonde. It's gotten darker as I've aged, but it never had that shine. Blonde hair just doesn't reflect light the same. So if you have lighter hair, blonde, strawberry blonde, dirty blonde, any of that, and you're on this mission to try to get your hair to look shiny, you're going to be on it for the rest of your life because it's never going to look like a brunette's hair. No matter what we do, this is something we have to live with. That's color theory and light and the way it works. The bonus of a blonde is you see more blonde hairstyles on things like Instagram and Pinterest because styling on blonde hair shows off the style better. For example, braids. You'll notice you don't see a lot of braided hairstyles on brunettes because the braid doesn't pop, but on blonde, it sure does. So when you're looking for hairstyles on Pinterest and Instagram, you're going to see a lot more blonde. That's why. So when they want to show shine, they want to show voluptuous, they're going to show brunette and darker hair. When they want to show styling, they're going to show blonde hair. Okay, hopefully you know that you're supposed to get your hair cut and get rid of those split ends, those damaged ends, those tired ends. And I'm hoping you have a hairstylist that is saying to you, girl, these ends need to go. The next thing I want to talk to you about is nutrition. How do you get your hair healthy from the inside out? This is my forte. Just like we discussed in my previous episode about glowing skin and a healthy skin routine, there are things we need to do to keep our skin healthy and glowing. And if you haven't heard that episode, I would encourage you to go back. It's the previous episode right before this one. There are also some things you can do besides taking care of your hair with the external, like how we wash it, how frequently we wash it, how frequently we decide to cut and color it. We can choose foods and supplements to help nourish it from the inside out. So let's break this down. I want to make it as simple as possible. And it is not as simple as taking a supplement. I want to say the reason we supplement any vitamins and minerals is because our food sources are lacking the original vitamins and minerals they used to provide. We have over-processed foods. The other reason is we're not eating enough of the right foods. You're probably not eating two full cups of fruits and vegetables, are you? (laughs) So spinach, for example, is something that's great for your hair because it has vitamin A and all of these other ingredients that, or minerals and vitamins that your hair needs to be healthy. If your diet is lacking, if you're not getting enough protein, you're not getting enough of these vitamins and minerals, we definitely need to supplement. But I want to talk about food, not just supplements. Food. What can you be doing? What do we need to have healthy hair from the inside out? First things first, we have to talk about protein. Hair is made of protein. So you need to have enough protein in your diet. It's critical for strong, healthy hair. You know where to get protein. You know chicken, fish, eggs, beef. If you're a vegetarian, you know it's legumes and nuts. Get enough protein. You need it for healthy hair. Here's one that a lot of people don't talk about, iron. If you're having hair loss and you can't figure it out, have you had your iron levels checked lately? Have you ever thought about iron? Okay, let me break this one down for you a little bit. Iron is important because it's in the blood supply. 
and the hair follicle and the root are fed by a nutrient-rich blood supply. When your iron levels fall below a certain point, one of the first things you'll notice is hair loss. If left untreated too long, we all know that can turn into anemia. So you need to pay attention to iron. Iron is tricky though, because if you get too much, you can get constipation. And if you've had a baby and you were on prenatal vitamins, you may have noticed that. So you need to be be careful with iron levels, but if you're experiencing any type of hair loss, definitely check it. Now, another one that's super important, omega-3 fatty acids. Now that is all the buzz. It's probably one of the sexiest supplements in the advertising world right now, but there is good reason. Omega-3 fatty acids are important fats and our body can't make them itself. That's why we need to obtain it through our diet. They're found in the cells that line the scalp. And so it provides the oils that keep the scalp and the hair hydrated. So oily fish like salmon, sardines, trout, some things you don't eat like mackerel, herring. Some people eat that, some people don't, right? So if you don't eat salmon or herring or any of that fish, supplement omega-3 fatty acids. You can also find it in pumpkin seeds and walnuts, but that's something that I supplement. So I know I love salmon and I usually have Pacific salmon once a week, but omega-3 fatty acid supplements are in my diet. That is a regular supplement that I take with like my multivitamin, my extra vitamin C and all of that. There are different kinds I'm not going to promote one over the other. Just make sure you're getting it in your diet. Okay, so what about vitamin A? Okay, vitamin A is important because it makes sebum. Sebum is the oily substance created by our hair's sebaceous glands. So it's like the natural conditioner that I talked about that when we wash too much and we we stop the glands from getting the oil down the hair shaft, without sebum, we can get itchy scalp, dry hair, and all of those kind of symptoms. So if your vitamin A is low you might not be producing enough sebum. Now, most of us get enough vitamin A. You know, that comes from carrots. It comes from sweet potato. It comes from pumpkins. It's also found in spinach and kale. And it is one of the fat-soluble vitamins that you can get too much of. So vitamin A, D, E, and K are all super important vitamins, but they're fat-soluble. What that means is if the body gets too much, you can get toxic water-soluble vitamins, for example, vitamin B or vitamin C, if you get too much, your urine turns yellow. Your body gets rid of it. If you get too much of A, D, E, and K, your body doesn't get rid of it the same way. Your urine doesn't turn yellow. If you're overdosing on any of those, you can get toxic in other ways. So vitamin A is one of those. You also need vitamin E for hair, but I want to hit on the one that everybody talks about. This is the one you see in department store. It always, always makes me laugh when you see hair supplements in a department store makeup counter. <laughs> like they're not specialists in hair. They're not specialists in nutrition, but they're selling the supplement and it always says, biotin. Well, biotin is important for our hair, but rarely are we deficient in biotin and B vitamins. Now, supplementing B vitamins is not a bad thing. Stress can reduce our B vitamins. Uh, So having extra B complex is good. That's like the happy pill for all females. If you're not taking a good B complex, add it to your diet, you'll notice a mood change immediately and energy change immediately. Well, I'm not going to say within 24 hours, but within a week or so time. But biotin is one of the B vitamins and people low in biotin usually have hair loss 
or severe hair breakage, but it is very difficult to be low in biotin. It's found in so many foods. It's found in all the whole grains, almonds, meat, fish, seafood, dark leafy greens. You would have to be eating like Pop-Tarts every day. And you might even get enough biotin from that because they enrich it. (laughs) So you can get deficient on B vitamins. It is difficult to be deficient just in biotin. But supplementing a little extra biotin to help your hair, help the strength of your hair, is not a bad thing. Because it's a water-soluble vitamin, whatever your body doesn't use, it's going to flush out. So if you are having hair breakage and you are having some hair growth problems, of course, take a B vitamin. Take a supplement that might hit all of these things that we just talked about. Vitamin A, biotin. You can also add some zinc and selenium. All of that together in a supplement can't hurt, okay? But foods, natural foods that you eat and you consume definitely help. And those omega-3 fatty acids are key. Okay, that's nutrition and supplements for hair. And I want to make sure you understand this episode is not to replace medical advice. If you're having severe hair loss, go get a blood panel done. Talk to your physician and say, hey, something's up. Now that's after you've done all the things. Make sure you're eating right. Make sure you're eating healthy, balanced foods. Take some supplements. See if it changes. If it doesn't, you need to seek medical attention. But these are some things you want to consider, the things that I've already shared. Now, there's one other thing before we end the episode that I want to mention, and that is hair loss due to COVID-19. We have seen in the last two years in my beauty salon amazing amounts of women complaining of hair loss, and they all had covid all of them didn't matter about the severity of COVID. Some had it, you know, long COVID. They're still suffering from it. Some had like the headache, you know, stuffy nose and sore throat for a couple of days and they were fine. The hair loss is still there, the same across the board. And they're all complaining of it. And if you haven't heard of that, I wanted to let you know that if you're experiencing some hair loss and you did have COVID-19, There could be a correlation there. I don't know if anyone's doing a study about that, but I can tell you that hairstylists all agree it has changed women's hair. If they had COVID, they've had some hair loss. So what can you do? Eat healthy, supplement, make sure you're shampooing it the right amount and not too much. Make sure that you're cutting the damaged ends off and that you're using good products and that you're not over-coloring it. All of those things will help your hair look thick, voluptuous, shiny, and healthy. That's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for being here. This was part two of a beauty series episode. If you missed part one, that was all about skincare, glowing skin, vibrant, youthful skin. Go back and listen. It's the immediate episode right before this one. And if you enjoyed this episode and you're not subscribed, well, my friend, hit subscribe so that you get notified the next time a new one is released because I have more things like this coming your way. Until next time, have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.